All right, Ganola. Let's get this show on the road. All right. The Women Mind the Water podcast engages artists in conversation about their work and explores your connection with the ocean. Through these stories, Women Mind the Water hopes to inspire and encourage action to protect the oceans and her creatures. Today, I'm speaking with Ganola Lafeu. Ganola grew up in Chicago and spent her summers visiting family and playing along the coast of Britain and France. It was there that she gained an appreciation for the earthy smells, wild colors, and textures of the ocean. Ganola, who now lives in Maine, is drawn early every morning to swim in the ocean, even in the winter. Later in the day, she dips her hands into clay and works it into textures that remind her of the coast. Welcome, Ganola. Let me start by asking more about your childhood. Were you always focused on exploring the world through touch? I definitely was. Um, my, my parents brought my sister and I to Brittany, uh, France, the west coast of France. Um, every summer, we would be there for about two months. We had a little house right on the coast, and so right by the ocean, and um, we would just play in the tide pools, go swimming every day. Um, we had these big, giant granite boulders everywhere that we would hop on and off of and play in the sand, and um, we spent a lot of time on the coast. Um, I don't think I would say that I, I wouldn't have known I was inspired back then, obviously. It's really just when I moved to Maine that I realize how important the ocean was and um, how it influenced me as a person and in my work. You know, you, you really do see uh, the influence there, so. Okay. What is your training as an artist? Um, I started in high school, so I've been doing it a very long time. Um, that's really all the training I've done. I did a little bit in college. Um, I got my, my bachelor's in fine art with uh, a focus in, in, in ceramics, but most of my education in pottery is through um, just working in my own studios uh, and teaching. Teaching has been huge for just, um, it's a huge learning process for me too and for my students. And, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty self-taught. So what is it about clay that you find appealing? I find clay appealing simply because I can take something that is mushy and, and from the earth and just, um, it has, it doesn't look like anything. And I can turn it into something that someone can use in their daily life um, that is a very um, hard functional piece of pottery that they can use forever it's going to be on this earth forever and it's uh it's really quite remarkable that that can happen and um i i love the the feel of clay i love um and this is even out in nature i love being able to touch things i love um the feel the the um, connection i make to things and um uh I get that through my pottery. So when I'm throwing it or when I'm carving it, um, um, I always have my fingers on it and I'm always kind of transforming it into what I want it to be. Um, and I think that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> but you also tell me that you have a green thumb and have a garden. So you seem to be um, 
very visceral about clay or mud, both in terms of clay, but also in terms of gardening. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I have a lot of plants. I have something like a hundred some plants in my house and um, I spend a lot of time taking care of them and talking to them and touching them and same with the garden outside. I have vegetables and lots of flowers and lots of uh, fruit bushes and um, I love, yeah, I love uh, nurturing and taking care of and um, that connection again uh, through feeling. Hmm. So are there any particular characteristics in the clay that you seek to work with? Well, I use um, a clay that is super white. It's, it's porcelain. Uh, it's mostly silica. Silica is glass. What I love about porcelain is that when I get it thin enough, it will go translucent, which is really neat. So I can get really thin in my pieces and shine it up, put it up to the light, and it'll actually shine through the clay. Um, again, it just goes back to what I was saying. I'm taking something that was completely you know, a lump of clay and I'm turning into something that I can use and, and um, that is super durable, very strong. And it wasn't before. And I think that's really amazing. So how do you choose the design for your piece? Are you inspired by the clay or is it something else that affects you? It is. It, it really is. Um, my pieces are super unique. Every single piece is very different from one another. Um, I can't say that when I throw a piece that I know where it's going, unless it's a commission, obviously, um, where someone asks me for a specific look or a specific size or color or whatever. Um, but when I'm just throwing for myself, um, I'm throwing what I want to throw. And then I, what happens to the piece when it's leather hard, when I'm actually carving and, and adding the texture and um, decorating the surface is is up to how I am that day, how I'm feeling, um, the music I'm listening to, how my swim was in the morning. <laughs> so it, it really, uh, it, it changes all the time. And they're all one of a kind. Okay. So I'd like to discuss or have you discuss one of your creations. Mm -hmm. And for those who are listening to an audio only version, can you describe the piece? Yeah, sure. So um, this is a cup I made. Um, it's the latest one I made to represent uh, the ocean. Mm -hmm. And the way this one is done is it's called Scraffito. And so I've painted on a layer of underglaze on the surface of the piece, um, lots of different blues and greens. And then I carved through the, the, the underglaze so that the porcelain shines through, so that the natural clay shines through. Um, and so that's called Scraffito. Um, I added little dots and then and and then I carved the top so that it it's a little bit wavy so it's not that perfect straight line that you usually see in a a, a wheel thrown um, pot but this is it's it's definitely uh, mimicking the ocean and then if you don't mind I'd like to sh also show this one this is a a different uh, style of cup it's not scraffito this is the uh, what I do with a lot of my cups as well and I carve into the cup. And then I add the underglaze, I add the glaze, and I wipe away so that the porcelain is on the top. Um, and uh, again, mimicking the ocean. And this one's super special because um, it has, I don't know if you can see it. But I, I, I know this that is, name somewhere. This is, your, <laughs> this is your cup. So 
um, I thought, you know, that was kind of neat to show a difference between the two, sgraffito and then inlay, which are two different uh, ways that I decorate the surface of my pieces. <laughs> you know, I see it as sea creature, like a, like um Back in the historic times when they thought the earth was flat, it looks like a big sea monster coming out of the water. Like can tentacles. You, can you hold the two up? Uh, yeah, definitely. So the one on the right almost looks smooth, whereas the one on the left looks like uh, it's ridged. It does. That's wanna... correct. Okay. Yeah, so, so one has a lot of texture. It has a right. lot of feeling because I carved into the clay a lot deeper so that I could paint some underglaze and wipe away without the underglaze uh, running off or wiping off. Mm -hmm. As far as graffito, what I'm doing is I'm just painting on a thin layer of underglaze and then I'm just scratching through that very thin layer to get mm -hmm. to the clay. So, um, and it's covered in a clear glaze, um, again, to show the different translucencies of the underglaze that I'm using. As for this one, you don't really need to do that. It's more of a piece that you want to feel in your hands. Um, so yeah, very different, so very different styles. So let me ask you one other question. When you when the two of them came together, they made a clink. And I don't yeah. does pottery usually make that noise, or is that something particular about porcelain? Um I mean, they all make that noise. Uh, th it, this might have a higher pitch simply because it's porcelain. So it's it's got a lot more glass in it. So it's vitrified. You know, it fires up to about um, 2,300 degrees. So um, it really gets high up there. So, um, yeah, it probably has a higher pitch because it's porcelain. But, I mean, all clay kind of sounds like that. Oh, and you, you know? have a, your own uh, logo on the bottom of the cup? I do, I do. So um, it's textured porcelain. I don't know if you can see it, but yeah, okay. it's a stamp. So I stamp it into the clay and then I paint some underglaze into uh, the signature and then I wipe away so that it stays in the grooves that I stamped in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how are your clay creations an expression of you and your view of the world? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, I really believe in the goodness of people and I believe in the energy that people put out in this world. And, um, this is my way of putting out energy and connecting with people and connecting with the world. It's, uh, uh, every single piece is a part of me, every single piece. Um, I was going through something to make that piece and um, every surface, like I said before, you know, every, every piece is very unique. It's one of a kind, um, depending on how I'm feeling that day and, and who's talking to me and, and uh, what's going on in the world. And again, like what, you know, I saw at the ocean that morning, like it's going to affect what happens to um, uh, the piece that I'm making. And um, that's, that's part of me. That's, that's just my way of expressing what's going on in, in my world. Um, and then it connects, it, it connects with other people simply by um, an example. When I, when I do a show and I've got a, a, a tent full of my work and it, it can be a little overwhelming because there's a lot of texture and a lot of color and um, 
it's it's calling out to that person very aggressively and there's always one piece that that grabs that person's attention um there's always that one piece that person will gravitate to and go and grab and look at it and pick it up and and feel it and connect with it and i love that i love that connection that i make to this complete stranger through what they're feeling when they see a piece of mine or when they connect with something either because it reminds them of the sand that they, you know, were, were walking um, on the other day, or um, it reminds them of the ocean, which, you know, these definitely um, are influenced by the ocean. And um, I think that's, that's just my way of connecting. Has somebody on the other side, you're the one creating it and making the texture, mm-hmm. and there's somebody holding it. Has anybody reached back to you and let you know how they feel about Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it, I love it. I love when people reach out to me and they say, Oh, I, I have coffee in this one cup every day. And I love it. It reminds me of my time at the ocean, or it reminds me of this one moment in my life or, you know, it, it's just it's it's beautiful. I, I love that my my work is in um, people's homes, and they're being used and they're being appreciated. And um it's, do you have one particular lovely. piece that you've made that you really connect with um I well it's funny I most of the work that I have around my house are pieces that didn't make it so um you know example is I made this a couple years back um I'm drinking my water out of it um, I'm, I didn't, I decided not to sell it because this is when I just started working with underglaze and I didn't know how thick the underglaze needed to be. And so it bubbled, it's very bubbly. And, and, um, so I'm, I'm, I didn't sell it. I kept it for myself. So a lot of the pieces that I have are, um, pieces that I either am learning through, or there's something wrong with them or, um, so I, it's rare that I keep something that really means a lot to me um because i i want to share it you know and and um, this is my business so <laughs> if i kept if i kept every piece i liked i'd be in trouble <laughs> so what's next for you um you know covid it's still a little strange out there so um I got my vaccine today, so that was pretty exciting. And for uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks. And um, I guess the biggest, the biggest thing is August 28th in Portland, Maine Craft Association is having their juried fine craft show, um, and I'm going to be in it. So that's that's really the big, that's the that's the big event that I'm really excited for, and I'm excited to be out again and see maybe not see people's faces, but at least see their eyes and connect on a more <laughs> physical level as opposed to just, right. you know, six feet away and waving or... <laughs> Are you creating something so. special for the juried art show? No, no, it'll just be my my work. Just lots of, okay. lots of cups, lots of mugs, bowls. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of old work. It sells pretty pretty quickly, so it's all going to be my new work that that uh, is, I would say, is more influenced by the ocean um, than before. Um, simply because I'm again, I, with the amount of time that I've spent um, this winter, 
in the water and every, I mean, it's just, it's just a big part of my life. So you see it in my work. <laughs> so one thing I'd like you to talk about uh, before we go is that I know that you do something special with your pottery before you put them up on Instagram to sell them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I get a, a lot of comments about that. People really love this and I really love it because um, it gets me out on the coast. And uh, so what I do is when my work comes out of the kiln, um, I put everything in a backpack and I go out to the coast and um, I photograph my work on the coast. So I photograph my work with um, <clears throat> rocky texture that I find that works with a particular cup or um, if there's a line of granite that um, mimics a piece, uh, you know, a part of a piece that I made, then I'll put it next to that. Uh, if it's, you know, sometimes I put my pieces in the ocean and take photos of my work underwater. Um, Have you ever I just, lost yeah, I, I ha I've lost three pieces in the four years I've been doing it. So <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> all right um but yeah it gets me out on the coast it gets me breathing the air it gets me breathing that beautiful salty ocean air and um it makes me happy it makes my followers happy which is really great it gets them to connect with a piece that they may have not connected with before which is really neat um yeah yeah very nice well um i'll let you go uh, All right. I'll do, the, I'll do the outtake and then maybe we can visit for a few more minutes before you go. How's that sounds that? great. Thank you, Wonderful. Pam. Wonderful. Thank you. So I've been speaking with Gwenola Lefer for the Women Mind the Water podcast series. The series can be viewed on womenmindthewater.com. An audio-only version of this podcast is available on the Women Mind the Water website and on iTunes, Spotify, and soon Audible. Women Mind the Water is grateful to Jane Rice for her song, Women of the Water. All rights to the Women Mind the Water name and logo belong to Pam Ferris Olsen. This is Pam Ferris Olsen. Thank you for listening. <laughs>